0: after the fire the preeminent podcast for all things related to having a great life after the fire service my name is Chris Phelps I'm your host I'm joined here today by a local fire captain Andrew Gianta.
1: welcome to the show Andrew hey thanks for having me guys I appreciate you uh, taking the time it will be fun
0: yeah so uh, Andrew and I just met actually today uh, formally but uh, I guess I've followed you on on uh, social a little bit because I saw that you were a real estate agent and you had helped uh, a, an old buddy of mine, his son, buy a house, and I was like, "Holy crap! What a small friggin' world!" Right? Absolutely. And then I figured I found out that your uh, the department you're working for is is, is actually where I'm living. So it's like, "Hey, man, let's get this guy on the show." Looks like he's doing some cool stuff, and
1: and now we're neighbors, and, uh, and
0: we're neighbors now. Yeah. I didn't even know. That's crazy. Okay. I have to get you on the boat. We'll have I got to, my I'll, I got my boat right there. I'll take and any I'm, invite on and, the boat. Uh, I'm always out on that thing. So, very cool. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself as far as your fire service career. How many years you in? You know, we already talked a little bit about your rank, but
1: so you know. been in the fire service for ten years now. Uh fire captain. I just got promoted about a year ago. Oh. Uh stationed in Riviera Beach. We are a city fire department, not with the county. I've been the union rep now going on my fifth year. So I'm actually up for reelection. Awesome.
0: Are you guys your own local or twenty nine twenty eight? We are with twenty nine twenty eight. Okay. All so. right. Yeah. And, uh, and then on the side, what do you got cooking on the side?
1: So on the side, other than being a union rep, um, I sell real estate. I got into that because my mom is an agent. So it was kind of just oh, okay. started off to help her out. Cause she was so big and busy, especially when everything was booming, mm-hmm. but you know, turned out, turned it into my own little thing and we could dive into that, uh, to help myself out. So now I own nine properties as well that I manage all myself Uh, eight of them are rentals. I live in my other one. Oh, wow. And then that's all on the side. I used to bartend a little bit and stuff, but it got a little too hectic. (laughs) All right. So, so you got
0: into real estate. Did you get your license just to be able to buy and sell properties? You like your own properties or, or to help your, your other guys out?
1: So got my license to help out my mother. And when you have your own license, most, most brokers will let you get one maybe even two free deals a year where you don't have to pay them commission well if my mom was doing that for maybe herself or one of my brothers or sisters or they'll even let you do it for a good friend I wanted to get mine as well so then I can cash in on that as well okay so by not having to pay the commission you know you're looking at three percent of either side of a deal that could be a lot of money Um, Mm -hmm. on top of that if you're your own agent when buying a house the seller is the one who pays all of the fees all the real estate fees the seller pays right so if you're making, if you're not paying the commission, you're getting all that money sent to you. Mm-hmm. That same amount is almost identical to your closing, closing cost. costs. Yeah. So you don't ever have to come with any closing cost money. You're just coming with your down payment. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like me to get into how I did that with my down payments on how it was easy to acquire my, my houses. I yeah. Damn. Yeah.
0: So let's, big... let's, right, let's, let's dive into like, when did you buy your first property?
1: Bought my first house in 2014.
0: And was this your personal residence or a rental property? Personal residence. All right. So personal residence. So since first time home buyer, yep. put down minimum, 5%, 5%. Okay. And that's
1: the biggest misconception in real estate is you do not need 20% right. down to buy a house. When people tell you that they're not lying to you, but they're not looking out for you in your best interest. In my opinion. Yeah. First time home buyer, you can go as low as 3% if you have good credit. I always do 5%, makes it a little bit easier, usually brings your mortgage insurance down to a better rate than the 3%. Yep.
0: Yep.
1: Um, but yeah, when I mean, I bought it at a great time, obviously. My first house was only $108,000. In what year? 2014.
0: Okay. All right. So, so after the crash, mm-hmm. so stuff was starting to come back up, but yeah. it was still depressed
1: value-wise. My house was very distressed. Owner pretty much ran off on it. They would just wanted to get rid of it. So I essentially came with just over $5,000 to the table. Oh, I bought my first house. Okay, cool. Um, what'd you do with it? Pretty much tore it from the floors to the ceiling, gutted Uh the whole thing. Uh, I have a lot of help from my, both my parents are into that as well. Uh, I could do a lot myself. Best advice you could ever do is do the work yourself. YouTube it. If you got the tools, YouTube it. Okay. Um, so by remodeling it, I want to say I probably spent maybe only $12,000 at the time to redo the entire thing. Um, Wow. By doing that, the value of that house was worth like one hundred and ninety thousand dollars the second year. One year after owning it, oh. I was then able to refinance at the time at even a lower interest rate. Okay, take out twenty seven thousand dollars against that, so now I owed essentially one hundred and twenty eight at the time. All right, and then use that money to buy my second property, and I was able to pay off my car with that money at, at the time too. Oh, okay. So. I gained a $280,000 property just by using the money that was the equity in my first home and was able to pay off my car. So I was actually spending significantly less money per month to own the two houses versus the one.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So um, the second property you bought, did you buy that one then to move into that one to be your primary residence? Yes.
1: That was always always my trick for my properties up front mm-hmm. um because at, with an investment property you need the 20% down there right. are some 15% programs as you know yep um but yeah just so i can again come with the 5% i actually paid 10% on that one because i split it with a, a girlfriend at the time okay but still within the 27 grand that i had we put 14 in each okay um but first time home buyer uh get you that homestead exemption and you don't got to come with that extra money okay that money in my pocket's worth more then gotcha it to somebody.
0: All right. So, so this was a year after your first property, and about a year and a half, year and a half after your first property. So now you got your second property. The yep. first one, what did you do with that? When you held on to that one and I still have, it. Yeah. still have it. Yeah, still have it. A townhouse
1: in green acres. I still own okay. it. Had a renter in there since I've moved out. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and is that rent covering the mortgage?
1: That rent is covering the mortgage. Um, Plus a little extra or a little bit extra. The only problem with that one is she has been there since I've left. She has been the best renter ever, Uh which is some advice I can give to anybody. If you have good renters, keep them in there. It's not worth a hundred or $150 more a month to have a, to have a bad renter in there. I promise you. Yeah. Um, she's actually getting ready to move out. Both of her kids are graduating high school and going to college in end of May. So I'm either going to decide to raise the rent, Significantly per month, where it should be with market value, mm-hmm. uh, to get a new person in place, or I might sell it because I have after money. fees and taxes and everything, probably 200k that I could put in my pocket that I can roll into something else. Yeah, um, and if I did a 1031 exchange with that money, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to pay the taxes. So a
0: 1031 exchange is a 1031 is a section of the IRS code that allows you to forego or defer the capital gains uh, on a, on investment property. If you sell a uh, property and buy a like property. Yeah.
1: So I think one, it's within 90 days, correct?
0: Something like that. Like you have to identify the property within a certain period of time and then you have so much yeah. time to, to close on. it. I don't know the specifics of it cause I just handled the financing side of it. This is great. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I could essentially move from say a $350,000 home into a million dollar home I could buy with a, That would be with a 20% down cause it'd be an investment. So I would have a, the asset might produce the same with the interest rates right now. It might produce as much money per month, but the asset is worth a lot more long-term. Yeah. So that would be the reason to go to it. But if I decide just to keep it running out, I think I'm still in a good spot.
0: Okay. So we, we you, you've hit on a couple of things there. One, obviously you did a lot of the work yourself through watching some YouTube and, and getting the right tools. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. And then you did basically what uh, we, we talked on another uh, podcast. Basically, the the Burr method. Yeah, you've heard of that. Oh yeah, before right? Of course. So what is it? Buy, rehab, or renovate. Yep. Uh, rent, rent, refinance, refinance yep. and repeat. Repeat. Right. Have you done that with pretty much every one of your properties
1: or? No. And I wish I would have during COVID when the interest rates were so low. Yeah. I mean, I was hammering and I used to make videos as well. I was hammering into every one of my friends, refinance your house, Uh take out money against it, do something. You'll never see free. It was free money. They were 0% loans for the government. And, uh, I took, I refinanced them the better rates, but I didn't pull out cash and I have a lot of equity. In uh-huh. that second property and my third property, I have a ton. Yeah, um, but it's still there. It's not it hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there, but at the rate I could have got it, I mean, I could have pulled out a hundred grand and essentially paid four hundred and twenty maybe a month for that hundred grand. Yeah, and I think I could have made more than four twenty with a hundred grand. So yeah, probably. That's okay though. <laughs>
0: that's right. They might come down again. You okay. know, a couple more banks topple. Yeah. You yeah. know, economy is looking a little it's faltering a little bit. Maybe. Yeah,
1: it's worrisome. Yeah, it worrisome when you got renters. I got one renter not, yeah, keeping up with the thing, and we've been real lenient with her. Uh-huh. But it beats an ev- an eviction. so yeah. it's hard because you kind of lose out either one of them. That's the scary part of owning rental properties.
0: Yeah. So uh, actually, let me let me ask you that because that that was a scary time. I think that deterred a lot of people from from buying investment properties during COVID because they were, you know, the fear was you know people aren't going to pay their rent because they don't have to. How many rental properties did you have at the start of COVID?
1: At the start of COVID, maybe six. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Is everybody paying or six? Yeah. Actually, I had one that wasn't paying, the one that was in the second property. And Uh actually, COVID was the best time ever. Yeah. Because I knew she was hurting. She was a great person, single mother, ex military, like checked all the boxes. She just was struggling. Yeah. Her hours were cut back, her overtime was cut back. Uh, State of Florida had an incredible program think it was called Florida cares. I'm not a hundred percent, Okay. but I sent in a thing for her. She basically signed of it and they paid her entire mortgage until her lease was up. It was rent. like eight oh, months good. and they paid it in full and every month I got a check. Oh, that's good. So, okay. So
0: you really, even though you could have been impacted, you, you were able to help her uh, get the, get the financing or not financing, but you know, get the, get the program. Yeah. And uh, And
1: she loved it because that saved her. I mean, it was about 2,400 bucks a month for eight months. So it's, it literally saved her all of that money. So when she went to go rent another place, she was able to get another like place that she was uh, comfortable with. And -hmm. she had money in her pocket. She went through, she had some car problems at the same time. So that extra money really helped her out and helped me out. It took the stress out of both situations. Yeah. So COVID was great actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So since then you've, uh, you've obviously picked up a couple more properties now.
1: Yeah. Third property, uh, Outlaw-Xahachie, for those that don't know, big, big yards, yeah. big lots. Uh, I have two Belgian Malinois dogs, uh, the craziest dogs you could buy. So they uh-huh. want, I want them to run. Uh, the reason why that property really sunk in with me is it has a detached mother-in-law suite on it. 1,000 okay. square foot, two bedrooms, fully away from the main property. So at the time, my my thought was, I'm getting two properties for the price of one mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And that was in, oh, what was everybody thinking the hype? Maybe 2018, 2000, yeah, 2019. Okay. And when I bought that, everybody at my fire department, everybody I knew said I was dumb and I was stupid uh-huh. and I didn't know real estate, uh-huh. you know, cause interest rates were almost 5%. Yeah, I think I got 4.875 on that one. Uh-huh. And I just went with my gut and I said, I thought it was the right one. And that's actually, easily my best producing property. It was my, it was my baby for a couple of years. I lived in it. It was the perfect transition I needed in my life for me and my dogs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that house is pretty much what has set me up for where I am now. So you said
0: nine properties now, right? How many of those nine properties did you live in? Five. Five of them. Okay. So you got your own moving company? (laughs) <laughs> Not, the fire <laughs> department is of the best moving company <laughs> yeah you provide yeah. beer and you provide pizza you can get the guys
1: there for at least a few hours so
0: you did a lot of a lot of moving so yeah um uh, but you've also then bought some investment properties yes as, as well so you did the 20% down on those yes and then your personal residences um you did a you know, lesser of a down payment yes or, you know whatever very cool so a little bit different than um uh ricky who we've had on the show where where he had his own primary residence and then he just kept buying uh investment property investment property yeah i've been i've
1: been doing that with my brother my sister actually oh okay with investment properties kind of to take off the burden of the 20 percent down Uh we got three people to manage it my sister's really good at handling like the books and the accounts and all that right. stuff. Me and my brother are both very really good at res- uh, renovations. Right. So having three people on those has really eased the pain on one person having to redo a house. Um, so that's been really nice with them. That money I keep, we keep separate uh-huh. in our own accounts, and we're just kind of letting that build as the family kind of trust mov- moving down.
0: Good stuff. So, uh, and then as far as being a realtor um have you helped a couple of guys from the well obviously i, I know you helped at least one guy from the yeah. from the fd um are you doing any more of that or
1: so so i've helped out a pretty good amount of guys um okay i personally don't like selling buying house like selling houses as uh-huh. much uh-huh. um me and my mom are still a team she still produces okay. at, a, at a large number i refer to us as a restaurant where i'm the front of house and she's the back of house Okay. I find people properties. I get them in property, show them. As soon as they say, I like this property at this amount, Uh I literally put them in a text message with my mother and I don't see them until closing. I don't hear from them. Okay. I don't like doing paperwork. I don't like doing contracts. (laughs) I don't like title companies. (laughs) So I I know my niche and I stay in it and then stay in your lane, you know, I still get a good check Uh and it helps her out. So it's kind of great for everybody. Good.
0: Yeah. So, um, since a lot of our of our 10 listeners are probably here in Florida uh, and, and probably somehow tied to the fire service. Uh, Florida has something recent. That's a program specifically for hometown heroes is what it's called. Yep. And it offers um, down payment assistance as well as closing cost assistance up to a certain amount. I think I saw that they just raised it. It was like 25 grand. I think I saw that they raised it to like 35 grand. It's up to like 5% of the purchase price of the home. And then that money, like I said, could be used towards your down payment and or your closing costs. Uh, interest rate on those are set by the state. So regardless of who you work with as a mortgage lender, it's a set interest rate. The fees are set. It's all set by the state. So, it, you know, it's it's totally apples to apples comparison. Uh, it's just a matter of finding somebody that you know, like, and trust. And then, uh yeah, it's a great way for our younger generation of firefighters to get themselves into into the real estate game, yeah, ninety percent of millionaires got there through owning real estate I believe so, it oh, so yeah, it sounds like you're you're well on your way to to get there i hope if you haven't already hit and, that and hopefully i can leave, <laughs>
1: hopefully I can leave you know some to my kids, yeah, it uh, was actually how I got my last property was through my mother, okay, so Right. I don't know if you like to talk about that, but it's another yeah. creative way. Sure. And actually, I'm going to probably be acquiring my fiance, soon to be wife, getting uh-huh. married next month. Uh, uh-huh. Congrats. Grandparents, condos, because they wanted to sell just like my mother wanted to sell. Uh-huh. And like we talked about earlier with capital gains, you know, if it's not their primary residence where they haven't lived in it to the last five years, mm-hmm. they got to pay 20%, which the government's talking about raising at the 40%. Yeah. Well, what people don't know is that same 20%, they can refinance a house into your name at 80% value where you literally have to come to the table with no money. So it's the same percentage Mm -hmm. or the same amount of money that the person that would sell the house, probably even more because they're not paying realtor fees on either side and closing costs uh, that they would make. So people don't know that option that they can literally acquire property from their family like that. And both sides, one gets paid, one doesn't have to pay. Right. So that's actually how I got my last one.
0: So it sounds like a basically what you're talking about doing is like a cash out refinance. Yes. Yeah, okay. Exactly what it is. So and they've recently changed some of the guidelines on those. It previously was a six month seasoning. It's going up to a twelve month seasoning, or yes. it's already gone up to a twelve month seasoning. And there's some exceptions to that, but. So that's on yeah. the
1: deed of the property, if I'm not mistaken. If when na- your
0: name is on
1: the deed to yeah. the property. So we were added to that deed before. Yep. Waited that period of time. And yep. you know, unfortunately they, we got added because that was when my dad was sick. Oh, so yeah. they added us to that just in case. Uh-huh. Fell out of that period, which was perfect. And then they were able to do that. So yeah. Gotcha. That is definitely what you'd want to do beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there's that's a that's another great way to to acquire property and, and for a family to to pass on a, on a legacy. And I know there's um, I, I think we have a, a an attorney who's going to real estate attorney who's going to be coming on uh, the the show in a, in a couple of weeks here. But there's some specific, you know, pros and cons to each way to to title a, a property, and, and to you know to do something like that so that you can pass along that that real estate to your to your family and and not suffer the uh, the gains, if yeah. you will. So it's
1: definitely an angle for everything.
0: Great, great stuff. So, yeah. what's the what's the future looking like? Are you know, looking for more properties, or uh, I
1: look and try day. to get through this uh, marriage
0: thing? And uh,
1: marriage is definitely <laughs> up right now. I thought we were going a cheaper way of getting married, but boy, do the prices really add up? Yeah. Uh, it'll be worth it. Um, I look every day for new properties. There's just nothing right now, in my opinion, that's worth the price and the return okay. on investment. Um, But definitely want to move it. Try and get a uh, maybe a triplex or a quadplex as my next property. Okay. Uh, if not by another primary residence that I move into,
0: so how do you? Uh, That's a, I guess, an important part of it is obviously the evaluating the the property and how do you, you know, or is there anything specific that you're looking for to to try to you know do that evaluation to te- determine what's what's worth it or not worth it?
1: I don't have a special method like the ROI versions that people have at the price. I it I say
0: rates and blah blah blah. Yeah,
1: I'm not I'm not that deep into it. I'm essentially looking at the price, what I can get it for. I would have to put the 20% down, doing my loan off that, figuring out what my monthly is going to be, and then add in taxes and insurance, and then basically look up comp rentals. And if it's within a certain amount, depending on what the price is, then I would pull a trigger. But I would need at least, you know, at least a 10, 20% gap on that.
0: And you're handier than probably most, it sounds like. So you're, you're able to, to go into a place and, and look at it and say, okay, this is going to need to be done. And this is what it's going to cost me because you've, you've learned.
1: Oh yeah. From doing it. And that is, I love distressed properties. I think they are honey holes because usually people who have them want to get rid of them and they don't think they're worth as much as they are. So you can get them lower than they, than their comp out for. Mm-hmm. Um, prices have gone up on everything at home Depot. It's not cheap. So those margins have shrunk completely, but I'm fully in the long-term game. I'm not a flipper. I'm in the. I want to sit on these properties. I want to have them for a long time, and I want to sell them or refinance to hopefully my kids down the road. Uh, so I don't really worry about those quick margins. Um, like we said, with the burb method, though, if you can get a distressed one and do that and get your money back, yeah, then then absolutely, especially with the interest rates if they if they drop,
0: yeah. And then as far as the FD goes. Plan on doing a full uh, 20. What do you you
1: guys, what's your pension at? 20. 20 and out? 20 and then we could drop. 3% multiplier? Yeah. Okay. So 20 and 5 wouldn't put me at the age I need. I would need technically about 22, 23. So you're youngsters. And then 5. Yeah, I got it. Youngster. I got it when I was 22. (laughs) But if we can extend the eight year drop, I would like to uh, do 22 and then eight and then it'll line me up perfectly. Eight year drop. That's a big drop. It would be nice. Wow. Yeah, okay. some local uh, FDs have done it recently, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually I I just went uh fishing with uh with a guy who's on your pension board. He's the city appointee. Oh yeah? Yeah, we just took my boat over to the Bahamas and who's uh, that? Uh Kurt. Okay. Uh Kurt Hendricks. Henders- I can't remember his last name, but yeah. Uh but yeah, old guy, he's a financial planner and uh yeah, he's a he's a trip. We had, we had a good
1: time. We'd love to open the pension back up. But unfortunately, the city Oh yeah, I heard it's, uh, it. he,
0: he mentioned that uh, now, so new hires coming on board, Our they FMS. go FRS, yep. right? So, oh, so are you in the closed plan or are you in the FRS?
1: I'm in the city plan. You're in the city plan. I'm okay. the youngest so person in the city plan, plan which is a Last very guy good and position. Last time they closed the door. Yeah. Wow. And we have a 175 that gets divvied up to everybody evenly, even yep. after retirement. Yeah, so I just need to. I just need to live long. That is that is my plan <laughs> after fires. is to live long, and I'll be very sad. Good, Good stuff.
0: and you're you're in a great area. I mean, shoot, I mean we're neighbors. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I love the area. My my new rule has pretty much been if I can't take my golf cart there, it's too far. So <laughs> just be
0: careful with that golf cart on yeah. the bridge. Yeah, I gotta be careful. You know, you already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Now. If if one of our ten listeners was looking to do the same type of thing, and uh, they they wanted somebody to take them under their wing, is that something that you would uh, you would help somebody do? Be their realtor and and help them. Uh, I love helping out.
1: I love helping out young guys. Like I said, I've done it for a lot of guys in my department. Uh-huh. I have given back usually a third of my commission on almost every deal I've done to my friends, just because it helps them out with closing costs. Yeah, I encourage people. To get their real estate license even if they want to use me as a realtor i encourage it for reasons we talked about before then um but yes my best advice is don't think you're going to live in a mansion on your first house you shouldn't want to live in a mansion on your first house yeah get a townhouse preferably three bedrooms because that third bedroom adds significant rental value versus Mm -hmm. a two-bedroom even better if you could buy a duplex or a triplex as your first one because you could still use it as your primary residence and get yep. the 5% down, mm-hmm. and they can use the projected rental as the other amount. Yep. So that, that is the gold standard. If you can get a duplex or triplex to start, yep. it'll cost you almost nothing out of your pocket, yep. and you can have your friends live in there. They'll literally be paying your mortgage, yep. just like roommates will. Uh huh. So start small and then build up. Every house I bought has slightly increased in value. So if anybody More.
0: local wants to, uh, wants to be
1: like... Andrew, how I don't they, encourage it. How would they get things? how would they get hold of you? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is Giantagram, G-I-O-N-T-A. Pretty much only the social uses that. In Twitter, uh, my phone number is five six one six four four three four zero two. I'm more than welcome to help anybody out with questions or anything that they have. My phone's always on me. I, I answer everything.
0: Great stuff. And and as far as the show goes, if uh, if you like what we're you're hearing. You know, Like, follow, and share. Uh, if you know somebody's having an amazing life after the fire or setting themselves up for one, we'd love to, to chat with them and showcase them on our show. Best way to reach us is info at latfpodcast.com. That's info at Catch you on the next one. Thanks.